Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at WhitRiverside. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out on what is such a very hot day. I'm very grateful. Now, today we're starting a mini-series. Well, I'm starting a mini-series and finishing it. Um, It's called The River, and today's subject is... Can you see what it says on the screen there? The river walking... Walking in water with Jesus. Allow me to tell you a story. The time is two and a half thousand years ago. And we are in the heat of the Middle East. And for those watching on video, it's one of the hottest days of the year today, isn't it? So it feels very hot. Now, I've had quite a life. I'm a priest. And my father's name was Buzzy. So I had a lot of grief at school, as you can imagine. And to cap it all, I'm now away from my homeland. I'm in exile. I'm with a disobedient people. And they're my people. Yet from an early age, the God of heaven, the one true God, has spoken to me in weird, wonderful, strange strange ways with terrifying visions and dreams. He's told me to share these words with his people. But the downside is, he tells me that they're not going to be very happy about hearing it. But then one day, an angel, a watcher, a man, he appears to me. I I cannot describe him to you, but he shows me yet another vision. I'm caught up in, in, in what I see. He leads me to the most beautiful building known to man on earth. A magnificent house of staggering grandeur. It's the place where the God of heaven resides here on earth. This man, he he walks me out of this beautiful place and we faced east. Now the scriptures, the Bible, the scriptures have shown me that the east is often where my enemies come from. So I'm actually not too thrilled that we're heading in that direction. But my feet, they feel a bit damp. And I look down and I see this faintest trickle of water coming under this glorious building. This man, this watcher, whoever, he he then gets out this measuring line and he measures a thousand steps. And he leads me that distance until we stop And I look down, and the water is now up to my ankles. Again, this man, he goes ahead of me, and he measures another thousand steps. And I follow, and the water is now reaching up to my knees. Look out, he's off again. He's measuring another thousand steps. It's becoming harder to press through the water, which is now up to my waist. Now things are getting a little bit interesting and a little bit scary. 
I am being led away from the place where I feel confident in God's presence. With every step, I sense that I am losing control. Yet another thousand steps he leads me. Now this trickle has become an incredible river. It's a place where I must swim. This man, he, he turns to me and he, he asks me, have you seen this? And I say to him, too right I've seen this. I'm struggling. Yet at this point, he lifts me out of the river and puts me on the riverbank, which is quite a relief. Now that I'm out of the river, I get another perspective. On both sides of the river, I see a vast number of trees. And these are no ordinary trees. They break all the normal rules of nature because they don't lose their leaves. And they seem to be leaves for healing. And these trees, they're bearing fruit every month of the year. As I dry off, the man explains to me that the trickle, which has become this powerful river, flows into the sea and the seawater becomes fresh. Many creatures and many fish, they're drawn to these refreshing waters and wherever the river flows, there is life. I see fishermen along the bank. It's very straightforward. They stand by the bank, they cast in their net, and the fish come to them. I can also see areas of swamps and marshland. river doesn't really flow very much there. There's not a lot of life there. Then I just stand back, and I'm amazed by what I've just experienced. Anyone know who that's the story of? story of Ezekiel. Find it in your Old Testament, about just over halfway through your Bible. Ezekiel chapter 47. And over the next two weeks, I want to consider what God may well be saying to us as individuals, as families, and as a church community here at Riverside. But first, let's just quiet ourselves. I'd just like us to take a breath. You just might like to close your eyes just for a moment. Just relax. <sighs> take a breath. It's good to quiet ourselves before God. Let me pray. Father God, we want to say thank you for the Bible. Father, we want to thank you that you can speak to us today through these words. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you will speak to us individually and as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to walk through this story in a prophetic way. And what does that mean? Well, it means that I believe the Holy Spirit is showing us principles from this story that can apply to us. Now, I was greatly heartened when Julie came up to speak. Is Julie here today? 
couple of weeks ago? No? She came up to speak a couple of weeks ago, and she said that, um, you know, books and words are great, but she really likes to hear a good story. And I sat at the back there, and I was really encouraged because I'd already decided today that I wanted to share this word in story form rather than putting the Bible up on the back screen there. And some of you are new or visiting and may not know. Others of you know I say this every time, but I've always struggled with reading and writing. I struggled very hard, found it very difficult at school. And it was only when I was 23, when I was filled with the Spirit of God, that I just found I had the ability to start reading. And it was absolutely amazing. So I, I kind of had a learning pattern. I learned through pictures. But also in the Spirit, it's one of the ways that I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to me. He speaks to me through pictures and, and through impressions. And today I want to encourage you that the Lord may want to develop that in you, if that is the way that you are wired. So the story, it starts in the temple. It's the most beautiful place on earth that was known to man. This is where it all starts. It starts with the presence of God. It starts with Jesus. Jesus who is fully God. Jesus who is fully man. It is a deep mystery. But I believe it. I believe that God is God the Father. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe God is the Holy Spirit. And if you, if you don't know God this morning, you may be on a journey seeking him. Let me encourage you, keep seeking. Listen today. It might be just a little something will just click and you go, ah, oh, that's interesting. But keep seeking God. Keep seeking him. Because the Bible says if you seek him, you will find him. We're not going to browbeat you into finding him. He will find you. So we see this trickle of water flowing under the temple and the journey begins. The water, it represents the river of God. It represents Jesus. It's his life, his provision, his refreshing, his presence. And with Ezekiel, I, I see it for us as, as a picture of us stepping out in faith. Because initially, Ezekiel was not swimming. He can't see the fish. He can't see the miraculous trees. All he can see and feel is a little trickle. And for us, I believe that Jesus leads us. He leads us by faith. He leads us one faltering step at a time. He never shows us the whole picture, fortunately. He never shows us the whole picture. He just leads us one step at a time. Now, there are all people that love books. How many people here love books? Right? Oh, goodness, wow. Okay. You don't pick a book up, look at it and go, oh, that's great, thank you, and put it down. No, you pick up the book, you turn to page one, you read the first page, you read the second page, the various chapters, the story unfolds, and you see the whole picture. And I believe it's like that with us when we're seeking to follow Jesus, just step by step, and slowly the picture will unfold. <clears throat> But also notice, Ezekiel was led. He didn't rush. He was led. He took his time. He went one stage at a time. 
he was encouraged to press forward. And the Bible, doesn't it, it encourages us, us to trust in the Lord with all our heart, to not lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge God and he will direct our paths. Do we believe that? Do we believe that? Yeah? Have we experienced that? Okay, we've got time. Let's stop. Let's take a break. Let's rest. Let's close your eyes if you're comfortable. Just take a breath and relax. <laughs> relax? Relax. <laughs> Father God, this world and this culture in which we live is so rushed. Father God, I stop right now. I take a breath and I say again, I trust in you and you alone. I will trust in you, Lord, with all my heart. I will not lean on my own understanding. I will acknowledge you in all that's going on. And Father, I thank you that you will direct my path because you are good and you are for me and you are not against me. So now I want to just share the core of what I sense the Lord may be saying to us here at Riverside. Notice that the further that Ezekiel travelled from the source of God's presence, the deeper the river, the greater the power, the increase of God's provision. Now, Riverside Church is great. Do I hear an amen? (laughs) It's great. And if you're visiting us from another church today, then your church is great as well. But you see, this is not only an amazing building, but in his kindness, Jesus lives in each one of us. Riverside has become a place where we want to experience more of God. And that's a good thing. But, but, and this is what I believe the Lord is saying, and hear me very, very carefully. As God leads us away to reach out, simply follow the trickle of his spirit, and the anointing and the provision will increase. Let me unpack that a bit. Now the Hearn Bay Hub, big cheer. Hooray! Hooray! So excited. (laughs) It is hot, sorry. The Hearn Bay Hub, it starts in December. Now much prayer and serving has gone into that community. A lot has already taken place, which is great. So now it's time for us to press on with Jesus from that initial trickle and get a greater measure of his love and presence to the people of Hearn Bay. Now, out of interest, I did my research. I looked at Ezekiel, and I sought to measure the distance from Riverside to Greenhill School, where the hub is initially going to start. And um, it's pretty close. But that, actually, is completely irrelevant, because I know some will go home and measure it just to see It's encouraging, but that's not the point. The key here 
is that Jesus is leading some of us away from here. And as we go, the anointing will increase. Now, I've been really stirred by this for the, over the last three or four weeks and spent a lot of time praying about it and considering it. Now, got to be practical. And next week, we're going to be doing a lot of practical stuff. So I advise you to stay away. <laughs> but it won't be scary. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had to drive up north, you know, north of Watford. It d- does exist, doesn't it? Very much, very much so. And um, I used to love driving, but now getting older, lorries are big, M1's scary, and um, yeah, feel a little bit more vulnerable. So I decided I was going to apply this principle. And I said, Father, I feel safer in Whitstable. I've got to go out of my comfort zone. Please may your anointing and your presence increase as I go further away. And here I am, 480 miles later, I'm back. And I'm alive. It's okay. God is very kind. So hear me very clearly. God is not saying, leave your church. He's not saying that. But he's saying, leave the reliance of the historical blessing. Leave the security of the building and your usual circle of Christian friends. Simon spoke a couple of weeks ago. There's the link. And he spoke about community and what Barnhofer said. And I found that very helpful. If we want to create community, we need to draw people in, not just close the gates, because it'll die. Let's welcome others in. Let's allow in the fresh water. Because as we are led, we will experience a deeper anointing and provision from God. So the further Ezekiel went from the temple, the deeper the water became. Now this makes no natural sense because you'd expect as he went further, the water would dry up. There are no other tributaries joining this river. It was simply supernatural. I can't explain it. And if we are to be a people who walk in the Holy Spirit, we should never abandon common sense but we must make room for mystery. Now, this morning, I'm mixing lots of metaphors, I know. But I want to share, what I'm sharing, I want you to catch my heart, catch what the Spirit is whispering to you. He says, go, go, and I will be with you. Follow me, and the deeper you go with Jesus, the increase of the anointing you will experience. Let me say it again. If we are to be a people who walk in the spirit, we should never abandon common sense. But we must leave room for mystery. His ways are not our ways. And discerning the difference is something we're going to pick up next week. So as we push further from our secure base, we go deeper into the purposes and the calling of God. Now, do you remember how old Jesus was when he first went to the temple? Yeah. Oh, yes, that eight days. Yeah. Why should could have been thirty-seven days? Who knows? But yeah, he was. He was. He. But when he went as a young man, I got that wrong, didn't I? <laughs> he was twelve. Well, don't know. Listen, he was twelve. 
And we, we hear the story that his parents find Jesus in the temple and he's discussing with the teachers of the law, isn't he? Now, how long did Jesus spend in that environment, roughly? Day, two days, something like that, two or three days. We've just lost the Messiah. We're going to pop back and see if we can find him, you know. How Mary must have felt. But they found him in the temple and he was discussing and they were amazed at what he was saying. But Jesus came away from the temple. He went back to his home. He submitted to his parents. He let God develop his character and then he was sent out. Dear friends, do not have such an experience of God that you want to just stay in that experience and retain that experience. We are called to enjoy the presence of God, which is wonderful, but we're also called to go. Jesus didn't say, didn't stay in the temple from the age of 12 to the age of 33. He went out because there were people to love and people to help. God said to the children of Israel when they were wandering around the desert, they'd been wandering for 40 years, and he said, you have spent enough time staying at this camp. You spent enough time at this mountain. Break camp. Move out. It'll be an adventure. It'll be difficult, but I will go with you. I believe that God is saying to those planning, Jackie and Sean, others who are planning to get involved in the Herne Bay Hub, as you go, the blessing and the anointing will increase. Amen. Yet God has a plan for each one of us. Where do you sense the trickle of God is leading you? Young people. Yes, young people. Starting new schools. Students travelling to new cities. Why not take the risk of trusting that God's presence and his working in your life will increase as you leave the security that you have always known? And again next week, I really want to speak into the whole area of our young people and children and the heart that God has. I'll stop there. <laughs> now we've had recent series, haven't we, on reach and try. And I really believe the Lord wants to dovetail these teachings together as we travel deeper in the river. But notice this. Once he came to a place where he had to swim, he was drawn out. Now here's a, here's a little free insight for those of you who've got a bit of a prophetic edge. It's very important to know when to get out of the river. Yeah? So bear with me. Ezekiel, he wasn't unspiritual. He hadn't failed to see the prophecy through. God led him, led him through this activity thus far, but there came a stage where he had to get out. He needed to watch and observe and simply admire what God was doing. Now, I've got a bit of a, bit of a prophetic edge, and, and there have been times when I've I shared a word with people, and I want to really encourage them. And then I've just kept going <laughs> when I should have stopped. I can then get out of my depth because I'm just trying to prove that, that God is speaking. You don't need to do that. One doesn't need to do that. 
in the story, the river flows into the sea. So rather than washing the prophet away, God brings him back to the bank. Part of the prophetic gifting is knowing when to stop, when to be still, when to pray rather than say. We who are led by the Holy Spirit, when he stops speaking, my friends, we need to stop speaking. So, encouragement is to get into that trickle of God this morning and to see where he takes us. In the Old Testament, again, we read the story of the children of Israel. They come into the promised land and they fight many battles and slowly, bit by bit, uh, they're winning some territory. Uh, and some of the tribal leaders, they come to Joshua, who's leading the people, and they complain, and they say, we're yet to be apportioned our inheritance. And then Joshua says to them, in Joshua 18, verse 3, he says, how long will you put off going in and taking possession of the land which the Lord has given you? How long will you put off going in and taking possession of the land which the Lord has given you. The people of God, they had been given an inheritance, but they were yet to take possession of it. Now in Jesus, we have inherited so much, haven't we? So many blessings, gifts, the filling of the person of the Holy Spirit. And as we enter this new season, I sense the Lord's challenge to us is this will we take hold and possess the promises you see the gifts and the promises they're not just to bless us that's lovely it's not just to bless us as we see from the story of Ezekiel it is to bless others it's for more people to come and discover that God loves them that Jesus cares about them So the river in this passage, as I say, it points so strongly to Jesus. And I've entitled this, The River, Walking in Water with Jesus. Do you find that difficult to read? Doesn't, doesn't feel right, does it? <clears throat> it really feels like it should be walking on water with Jesus. Now, there's only one specific place in the Bible we're told that um, people walked on water. It's the story of Jesus with Peter, as we know. Peter gets out of the boat in the storm, and uh, he walks towards Jesus. He becomes aware of, aware of the wind and the waves and starts to sink. Jesus grabs him by the arm, as we know, and brings him safely back to the boat. But in this account, I see it as a picture of Ezekiel walking with Jesus in and through the water. It's about being close to Jesus. I would rather walk in water with Jesus than on water to impress man. So where is God asking you to move out? Do you believe, really believe in your heart that for you there will be an increase in the anointing and the sense of God's presence as you step out. I wonder what inheritance 
Jesus has given you that you are yet to grasp? Is there a specific area of freedom from sin or from sickness? Am I willing to take the step to start to possess what is already mine? Now be encouraged because next week I'm going to talk about some of the practical ways in which Jesus equips and refreshes us. Put a bit more meat on the bones. But for now, where is the trickle of God's presence leading me? Am I confident in God's word when he says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you? Is Ola around? Outside? Oh yeah, out the back. <laughs> just like us, we've got time. Just like us to take some time just to allow the Holy Spirit just to speak to each one of our hearts individually. I'd like you to think about yourself standing in that tiny trickle of water in that beautiful place that beautiful place in the presence of God and then just imagine in your mind's eye imagine in your mind's eye just walking with Jesus going deeper and deeper Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside. <laughs>